Parallax Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. My name is Chris Kiefer, and this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. I appreciate you guys downloading this episode, subscribing, whatever the hell it is that you guys are doing out there, but I know that you guys have a lot of podcast options, so I appreciate you coming over here, listening to me talk shit about dirt bikes, accessories, whatever it is that we're doing over here. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining me. Of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why. You guys should go there right now and do some shopping. But first, head over to KeeferInkTesting.com. Click on the Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner. And that'll direct you over there, and you guys continue your way over there and just shop away. But what that does, it helps us on the back end, lets them know that you're listening to this podcast, and what they're doing is working. They're obviously a huge supporter of this podcast, so please click on that banner, and it helps us out. So thank you very much. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Just wrote a huge article over on keyferingtesting.com about... A monthly thing that I'm going to be start doing, it's called On My Own Time. Things that I like, products, bikes, accessories, whatever it is, once a month, I'm going to write an article on why I choose a certain product on my own time and use it. doesn't matter if they advertise with us or not. I just want to talk about things that I would purchase for myself or my kid to let you guys know that, hey, it works, it's good, and it's no bullshit. So... This week was Fly Light Hydrogen Gear. You guys know I talk about that stuff a lot on this podcast. It's because it works, it fits well, it's comfortable, it lasts. I like it a lot. You guys go check that stuff out over at flyracing.com. And, of course, you can purchase that stuff over at RMATVMC. Racetech, racetech.com, engine services and suspension work. KX250s almost buttoned up. Andrew over there did a head. It's not that expensive. It's going to be a really cool budget build. If you guys want a little extra juice out of your Kawasaki KX250, that'll be up over on Kiefer Inc. Testing. And, of course, we're going to do a podcast about that. And look for a little podcast with Rob over at Racetech. He is the guru, suspension guy over at Racetech. He has been there, gosh, a long time. But before Rob showed up, I wasn't a huge fan of Racetech. Rob showed up made some different settings, created a new way of uh, getting some extra comfort out of the gold valve. Man, it's good stuff. So I look forward to doing that podcast here very soon and getting you guys some information on valving, why you should do it, what who's it for. Um, it's going to be an in-depth podcast about suspension, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. But in the meantime, head over to racetech.com and... Uh, Maybe go check out, see what size uh, springs you guys need. Maybe you're a lighter dude. Maybe you're a heavier dude. 
They have a spring calculator over there. So get that over there at racetech.com. And if you're looking for a discount, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I will try to get you whatever discount you guys might need on any of my advertisers over here. So I try to do that for you guys. And last but certainly not least, I want to mention something. If you guys listen to my commercial you know, spots, I know some of you guys forward it, but that's okay. But you really guys should listen to this stuff because there's bits of information that will save you some money. Um, I, I love racing dirt bikes, right? Oregon Old Timers Association, they're part of the OTMX Association around Southern California, Oregon, just this whole West Coast chapter. I'm going to go race some of these races this year. Longer motos. Um, older dudes. So if you're an older dude, you don't want to race with the young kids, you want some longer motos with your buddies, go to OregonOldTimersMX.com. See the schedule. It's up there. But listen to the show. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the commercials, please. There's a lot of good stuff in there. So, all right. Well, we're going to start this show off. I got a little bit of a headache about this show. I'm not going to lie. This show is all about the 2020 Honda CRF450R top five modifications. Look it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it out there for you guys. If you look at a Honda CRF450R, it just makes you want to go buy it. It makes you want to ride it. It makes you want to improve. I look at that bike and I'm like, that is a sexy son of a bitch. I love looking at Hondas. You look at the factory Hondas in the pits, the most cleanest best-looking bikes out there. Um, when I had my Hondas here, I was racing last year in the in the Nationals. I would walk out in the garage, and I'm like, dude, this thing, I just want to go ride a dirt bike. But, but what happens is I go ride it, and it doesn't live up to my expectations. Don't get me wrong. This thing is fast. It's probably too fast for the average guy. They've worked on their mapping over the years. I know I've had a little bit of part in that in the production process, but I feel like it's still a little bit too aggressive off the bottom for most guys that are purchasing this thing. It is a race-oriented motorcycle. I know KTM has that slogan, ready to race, but man, there's nothing more ready to race than this Honda CRF450R engine. And what I mean by ready to race is mean professionally. There's a lot of older vet dudes that I get uh, emails from that just simply say, hey, man, this thing is too gnarly in corners. I can't control it. I get tired. I got arm pump. I love the bike, but dot, dot, dot. It's always but. And that's where I'm at with this machine. So in this top five podcast here, I'm going to try to give you some modifications that will help the longevity of your motos, Okay. This is what this bike needs. It needs comfort, and it needs longevity. We talk about track toughness about this machine. There is not another 450 out there right now that needs more track toughness than this Honda CRF 450. I get more emails about this bike than any other machine. This is a popular machine on my website. When I look at clicks, downloads, things like that, the Honda is usually the top of the list. You know, no matter how much I talk about a Yamaha, this Honda is at the top of the list, top of the list. So that tells me out there that you guys feel the same way as me. You guys might be purchasing this bike because it's a Honda, right? It's got to be great. And it is good. It's just not great. So 
I've been working my ass off the past couple years to try to make this thing great, this 2020 machine, even the 2019 machine. If you guys have a 19 and you're listening to this podcast, these mods will work for you as well. There is a couple expensive modifications in this podcast, and it was tough for me to narrow it down to five. So I'm going to narrow it down to five things that I feel like I would do to my own bike if I had this thing. And then I'm going to give you some tips on a few things that I would do to your bike as well just for some safety aspect reasons and some comfort reasons, okay? So uh, when, when we talk about this bike, I really, really want to focus in on comfort. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't need to do anything necessarily to the engine. Um, there is a Vortex ECU mod that will help. And as you guys listen to these top five mods, you guys know that I have a hard-on for this ECU. I, know, I remember a story a couple years back, maybe three years ago or something, where uh, James Stewart's dad was talking about, hey, James ain't going anywhere without his suspension and ECU. And a lot of you guys are out there talking shit about, why the hell does he need an ECU? It makes a huge difference if mapped correctly. That's the, that's the key, okay? If mapped correctly... An ECU, an aftermarket ECU, preferably a Vortex, will make your bike handle better. Yes, it'll create a different engine character, but it also, if mapped correctly, again, will make your Honda handle better and it'll be easier to ride. So let's just start out there. A Vortex ECU, you guys know that I've been talking about this on Hondas for a couple years um, I usually go to Jamie at Twisted or this guy that I'm going to talk about, Chad at XPR. I've worked with Chad closely more on the Honda than I have with Jamie at Twisted. The reasons why, because Chad is closely knitted to the Bullfrog Spas Moto Concepts Honda team. And I did a lot of that stuff last summer. Did a lot of testing with him. Got to know Chad on a personal level. Out here in Southern California, there is a lot of engine builders, a lot of engine tuners, and most of those guys are a fucking joke. Most of those dudes are backyard dudes saying, I'm going to build you horsepower, I'm going to do this. Look, it, we don't need any more fucking horsepower on this Honda. It has a shit ton already. Let's try to control, let's try to harness this son of a bitch a little bit because <laughs> this thing is fast. And I appreciate it, but I want a little bit more connectivity. I need a little bit more control on this thing. Boom. I know you guys just spend $10,000 on a Honda. Well, sorry to say, if you're a Honda guy and you're going this direction, and if you're having problems, here's the key thing here. Don't burn me at the cross, okay? Because if you guys have no problems with your Honda, just chill down. Don't email me and say, what the fuck, Kiefer? You know, I, I just bought a $10,000 Honda and I got to buy $800 ECU now? No. If you guys are looking for something better, here's an option, dude. That's all I'm telling you guys. This is what this podcast is about. You can tell me to go pound sand and you're good with what you have. That is fine. That is great. But if you're having trouble, I have trouble. I feel like I ride at a, at a fairly high level and I have trouble handling this thing after 10 minutes. This, <laughs> I'm having a little pause here because I have so many thoughts about this bike. Let me get this one thing out here. Okay, so this Vortex ECU, what is it going to do, Kiefer? 
Um, why do you want me to go to Chad? Why can't I just buy the Vortex ECU from Vortex? They're in Australia, by the way, which is tough to do. And just slap it on. Yes, there are preset maps that come from Vortex. And they're decent. But you're not going to get as much use or development unless you go with pre-programmed maps from Chad. I've helped Chad map these bikes. I have a little part in these maps. So what, what happens is, is Chad gets this Vortex ECU. He has his maps. He puts them in for you. You put that on your bike simply just Plugging it into your machine, you can run Pro 6, you can run T4, you can run Pump Fuel. There's maps all across the board for this ECU. And what you're going to see from your stock one, and I recommend doing this, have your stock ECU there, ride with that thing, and don't ride with it in the morning. Ride with it in the afternoon at the track when it's kind of ruddy, beat up. Okay? Figure out all the maps. Go to map one, map two, map three, ride it. Take that stock ECU out, slap the Vortex in. Simply going to this thing, you're going to get more rear wheel connectivity. It'll be broader. It'll pull longer, but it's going to be smoother overall. There is a thing called Pulse. The Honda has a different type of Pulse to where, and when I, can, when I say Pulse, it's the, the pulsing of the engine. I know this is going to sound super weird to you, but the Honda just has a different kind of what I like to call heartbeat. The heartbeat is the pulse, the stroke, um, the rod, the piston moving up and down. It just feels different when I ride a Honda compared to uh, a Yamaha, a Cowie, a KTM. The Yamaha, the Cowie, and the KTM is a smoother, more connected feel. The Honda's pulse, aka heartbeat, is quicker revving, freer, a little bit um, it's like having a 12-year-old child versus a, a 45-year-old dude. The 12-year-old child's hyperactive. It has a lot of energy. This is what the Honda is like. So putting this Vortex in splits that, splits that age difference, so to speak. You, now you're getting a 28-year-old, 30-year-old that you know, knows a little bit more about life, is smarter, a little bit smoother, a little less edgy. This Vortex will give you all those things out in the track. It's a smarter Honda now. It's a smoother ride. You'll last longer, less hyperactive. I do not think you will miss any power um, going to this Vortex ECU. This is a simple, a little bit of expensive modification, but very effective for you Honda owners out there to last longer in your motos. It's a huge change. If you guys go back-to-back like I say you guys should go back-to-back, you will notice it within one to two laps of how much calmer your chassis is. Now, don't hit me up and say, hey, Kiefer, with this mod, is it going to be better than a Yamaha? I'll be straight up with you. Not in my opinion. The Yamaha still is calmer, easier to ride, but simply going to this Vortex will make your Honda better in the chassis department. Simply put, that's it. You'll get a, a little bit of a um, out of corners. You'll have a little bit more of a connected feel. Your rear wheel will feel more planted. Like I said, that pulse will kind of feel more of a, of a heavier feeling. So you'll have a more of a planted feeling coming into corners. So there's a lot of things that are beneficial to going to this Vortex ECU. I have tried a Get ECU on, I think it was a 2017 bike. It was okay. There was no hate comms on the get at first, but 
I had problems with it cutting out later in its life. So for me, as far as reliability and things like that, it's hard to beat a Vortex ECU. So that is um, where I would spend my money. I know I did a, a ECU podcast a while back about Get versus Vortex, and that was before the Get was having some problems. So um, yeah, Vortex for me, simply put, I've had less issues with it and more performance gains with the Vortex ECU. So that is uh, one modification that I would look into. Uh, another one that you guys know about possibly is I'm, I'm trying to wrap these. Maybe I'll wrap two of these in one here. Recluse Torque Drive Clutch Pack as well as a custom clutch arm from Chad at XPR. Again, there's some XPR modifications in here because I have been around Chad a long time. This clutch arm that he has will make your life so much better in the lever pull department. You're a Honda owner right now. You're listening to this um, in your garage or your car. You're nodding your head. You're going, man, I see you guys right now. You're nodding your head and going, holy shit, my clutch pull sucks ass. And it does. The Honda CRF450R clutch pull is stiff compared to others. The engagement point is very narrow. It's an on-off feel. It's not good. Um, I don't need to go to a full recluse torque drive clutch kit. I don't need a full Henson clutch kit. Simply put, I like to use my stock internals, but this recluse torque drive clutch pack will add some more plates. It'll get you a better feel. It'll be less on-off. The engagement will be wider. It increases rear wheel traction. I like this simple modification by just putting that torque pack in as well as going to this custom clutch arm that Chad makes. I can't tell you exactly what the difference is between the stock one and and Chad's. Obviously, he wants to keep that quiet, but I do know it is a little bit longer. The ratio is a little bit different, and it just makes your clutch lever pull so much better. It is a huge difference, huge when you uh, get a little tired in your moto and you want to put one finger on your clutch and you got that stock clutch, you're like, oh, man, I can't do that. That's insane. You're, you're on the gate and you're 40-plus you know, novice moto and you go to pull in your clutch and you're, you're getting ready to creep and all of a sudden your Honda starts creeping forward without you even knowing it. That's because that clutch sucks. So go these two modifications. The lifespan of your clutch will increase. The lever pull and the ratio will be much better. Um, this is a custom piece that Chad makes, so it is a little bit of expensive. But again, if you're having problems in that area, these two things combined will dramatically improve that feel of the clutch. I know uh, back in the in the day we broke fibers in these bikes, so I haven't broke a fiber in a while, but I have heard that that does happen still because that clutch gets hot, so that will also prevent, these two mods will also prevent that from happening, so um, just look into that. Mufflers, there's nothing really wrong with the stock muffler system. Honda did a great job, you know, with their design, with the power of this muffler system. I know some of you guys are hate common on the the dual systems. It looks like from the internet, when what I see, it looks like we're going to have something uh, different for 21 from Honda. And for those of you guys that are emailing me, DMing me, 
Uh, hit me up on my Twitter about it. I'm not going to say anything. Don't act like you're going to get some special treatment from me because, oh, yeah, Kiefer knows about the Honda. What's up? What What is it going to be? I'm not going to tell you. If I know anything, I still won't tell you. So we're going to do a whole podcast slash show on the 21 Honda when it comes out, and I'm going to give you some extra info slash background on the bike, but we'll have to wait on that until... Obviously, Honda releases the info, and it's not embargoed anymore. So don't hit me up about the 21 Honda anymore, guys. Just chill down. You want to know about the 20 Honda? I'm here to help. That's what I'm, what's what I'm here for. But Honda did a great job on the muffler as far as the engine character. But if you guys are going to this muffler first before you guys do, this, um, do these other mods out there, go to an Akropovich. Akropovich, sorry. That's how it's pronounced. I see all these guys... You know, pronouncing it wrong. I just did too. Akropovich is the way to um, properly announce the brand. Akropovich and Yoshimira. These two mufflers are the best ones that I've had experience with. I haven't tried FMF's new spec. Uh, I do have it in the the shop right now. I'm going to try it. I'll do a separate standalone test on that system. But the Akropovich... Man, that thing is well-built, well-made. I know it's more expensive. Honestly, it's kind of hard to get a hold of those guys, too, and get the product. But I've had some experience with Chad with Akropovich, and that gives you the most um, power range, I would like to say. It smooths out the bottom end a little bit, but really cl- and you know climbs and increases the mid-range as well as the top-end over-rev with the Honda. The Yoshimira comes on a little bit harder, but gives you a great mid-range and maybe not as good on top as the Akropovich. Both are quality-made, well-made. They look beautiful. Um, The Akropovich does use a resonance chamber on the head pipe, and Yoshimira doesn't have that. Yoshimira has like that drop-down head pipe and comes back around. The sounds on each are really good. Of course, both are going to be over $1,000. If you guys are going to titanium, you will be losing almost two pounds in that department on the Yoshimira, and you will be losing just over two pounds with the Kropovich. So both of these mufflers really react well to um, the Honda delivery, what it needs. Um, I'm pretty happy to, to relate this to you guys as... Um, Yoshimira, I do know a little bit about a Yoshimira's R&D process. I've been a part of that for a little while. They do, they do a lot over there at, uh, in the R&D department over there at Yoshimira. So I feel like they made the power, um, delivery of their muffler in, in retrospect, because they kind of knew the Honda had a little bit too much down low. So they have a little bit of more freedom to work with, their mufflers smooth it out so it's not so touchy, and then build that power through the mid-range up. They did a great job. So both muffler systems, I approve. I like that. Again, I've had some time on Pro Circuit's muffler. I didn't really like it as much as these other two. I haven't had as much time on the FMF. I plan on doing that next month, and again, that'll be up on my website. But those two mufflers really help the overall handling slash power character of the Honda. And 
Again, another simple modification that I really want to mention that costs $0 that you guys probably already know about if you're a Honda follower and you love Hondas is simply torquing your swing arm pivot bolt to 60 foot-pounds instead of 65 foot-pounds. That'll relax your rear end. If you guys are coming into braking bumps and you feel like you have this harsh binding sensation underneath your ass just in your rear end, this is what I feel from the Honda. It feels firm. It feels like once I hit that initial braking bump, there's just like a knot underneath me. Well, going down on the torque spec on your swing arm pivot bolt relieves that knot, that feeling, that harshness underneath you when you hit that first braking bump. Or when you land, you slap down on a, on a single and you slap down on flat ground. This kind of relieves some of that knot, that harshness from your rear end area. Most of the race teams, that's what they complain about, is the rear end under load, rear end um, on high-speed dampening. So pivot bolt torque spec, 60 foot-pounds, just drop it 5 pounds. It relieves a little bit of pressure. I don't recommend going uh, any any less. I've tried 59. It does help a little bit, but then I get worried about um, other flex characters in the swing arm. So uh, I would say 60 foot-pounds is safe. And, of course, you guys know that simple modifications like removing your backfire screen on your air filter um, cage, you can just bend those tabs out and get rid of that, that screen in there. That screen's actually pretty heavy, so uh, removing that will also drop a little bit of weight underneath you. That'll help you go into a different battery. Um, you can go to a firepower battery and lose a little bit more weight back there. It's a smaller battery. Still does really well as far as uh, starting your bike up. If you guys are an off-road racer and you're looking for something that um, starts up your CRF 450RX a little bit quicker, that doesn't do that. So there isn't uh, – I know Johnny Campbell and I had this conversation um, when I was racing the desert race. There isn't really a battery that has the amperage that's going to start your Honda quicker to get you out of the gate if you're a works rider gp guy off-road dude um, when i do find out what they're doing about that i will let you know but as of right now there isn't a battery that's out there that just hey i'm going to start this sucker right up and it's going to be moving on down the road here quicker than the stock one does hey sorry to interrupt this honda podcast but it's time for some commercials please listen to these commercials because they're important you don't want to know why because these guys advertise with us, and they save you some money. So do yourself a favor. Take the time. Relax. Listen to the commercials. We're going to come back with the show in approximately eight minutes. Chill down. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Kiefer Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Kiefer Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool, 
you want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass, go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So go to fmfracing.com. Save yourself some money. And, of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me. They're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the diner room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? And you want longer motos? Go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at Kiefering Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Endurocross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. 
They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferIncTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. We are back. Thank you guys for sticking that out. I appreciate it. Man, that means a lot to me. On with the show. Okay, just a few tips that I want to give you guys out here that you may or may not know about the Honda CRF450R. Look, there is a problem with condensation slash water getting inside your kill switch cluster. I know a lot of you guys um, hit me up about your bike cutting out or it simply just won't start and you guys think it's your battery. But what happens is uh, water finds its way into that cluster and then shorts it out. So for some reason that your bike doesn't start, you're hitting the kill switch and it doesn't start, try unplugging your kill switch and see if it starts. Chances are it will, and then what that's going to tell you is you need to go buy a new kill switch cluster. In order to prevent this, you can take that cluster apart and add some dielectric grease in there to kind of help prevent that, or simply duct tape your kill switch cluster around the handlebar before you guys wash your bike, and that will also prevent some water or most of the water from getting inside there. And if you guys are power washing that son of a bitch off, don't fucking spray the thing right into your kill switch where your handlebars are, okay? That's that's another reason. Like, I kind of just lightly spray over my handlebars on any bike so I'm not directly getting water inside that thing. Another thing is, too, here's another tip that I've learned just recently from the R&D guys over there is when you guys are washing your bikes when you're... Your, your engine is hot or your bike is hot, what happens is the water gets inside there like normal, right? And then once that thing starts to, to get cooled down and, and dry off, 
it almost acts like a, a suction and it sucks that water into the the wires and it gets it um it just ends up shorting out more and on all your electrical things so if your bike is hot, just be careful of when, where you're spraying it, any around electrical system. I know it's tough at times, but I didn't know anything about that until recently. But what happens is some of these race teams end up having these problems that the production side, testing guy side, have not seen. Because in a normal world, production slash testing R&D, they really don't wash their bikes until either A, at the end of the day, when the bike is cooled down, or maybe they don't even wash it until uh, after a couple days of testing. So these race teams are washing their bikes right after a practice, right after a, a moto, and they're seeing more electrical problems than the production side. So I've learned uh, just from the R&D process that if your engine is hot, there is more of a chance for your electrical system to get condensation inside of it. So I found it interesting. It's kind of hard for me to believe, but uh, if it's coming from the R&D side, it, it's got to be true. So just make sure you guys really pay attention to that kill switch cluster because that is a problem on the Honda. Another little tip that I really want to let you guys know about, the, the Honda vibrates more than any other Japanese machine out there. Like I feel more vibration from a Honda maybe because of that, that, chis, that, chis, <laughs> that stiff nature chassis, okay? I feel more vibration through my feet and in my hands. Maybe some of you guys out there can relate to that if you guys came off of another brand. But every time I get back on a Honda, I notice that I feel more vibration, kind of like a KTM steel frame type of feel. One thing that actually helps this, I recommend going to a Pro Taper Evo bar. That'll kind of help some dampening from that Renthal Fat Bar, but also Renthal offers that new Fat Bar 36. I have found that to be the best anti-vibration handlebar out there. Yes, even better than a Pro Taper. As always, you guys know I'm no bullshit. I know Pro Taper advertises on this podcast, but listen, that Renthal 36 bar, it's hella expensive. I get it, but man, the vibration or the anti-vibration character that thing has is very good uh, i really wasn't uh didn't know too much about it after the first couple rides but once i went back and forth with a couple other bars i really noticed how well that thing dampens vibration i i went from a yamaha put that on a honda and then i really noticed the quality of of that handlebar so if you guys are looking for a little bit less vibration than that pro taper evo bar Fat Bar 36, much better than any other Renthal product. I will say that Fat Bar 36 does flex better as well as dampen the vibration more than their current lineup. So um, you can look into that. But those two bars, I would say, will dampen that vibration a little bit more, get you some more comfort. And very important here, I have broken hubs on a Honda before. I know some other riders have as well. Please check your sprocket bolts. If there is one machine that seems to back out sprocket bolts more than others, it's a Honda for whatever reason. So if you guys just simply get on your bike and ride, be careful. Please check your sprocket bolts every time you ride. Make sure they're tight. And if you're worried about it, red Loctite those sons of bitches. Please. I do that. 
I blue Loctite my sprocket bolts on a Honda simply because they they tend to back out. And don't be scared to buy OEM bolts, nuts, and washers. I have a plethora of backups here at my in my house. I carry those suckers around because every time I change a sprocket and chain out, I put a new set of bolts inside of it. So something to be aware of. I know I've uh, sheared off a couple bolts thinking it was the bolt failure, but what happens is that nut backs out a little bit, it gets loose, and then starts boring out the hole in your hub where your sprockets bolt to, and then your hub breaks. So pay attention to that thing. Pay attention to um, the sprocket torque spec. Do that. Check your manuals. The manual is your friend. You might think, uh, oh, dude, I know it, so I'm just going to tighten it up. Dude, torque specs come straight from the production R&D process. We have tested over and over again torque specs and what it does for handling. So maybe not so much uh, handling in the sprocket bolt torque spec process, but nonetheless, check it, torque them, constantly look over your sprocket bolts because I know those hubs break. Another thing I've noticed too, a lot of Supercross racers have been breaking chains or derailing chains. I've seen this. It's hard to pinpoint what that is. I know we haven't had that problem in the production process, but quality aftermarket parts really play a part in some of these failures that these motorcycles get. Some of these motorcycles get a bad rap. I see this shit on Vital all the time. I see people come up to me at the track. But what I find out is they're using shitty aftermarket stuff. Get a quality chain. The number one chain, guys, I'm telling you, is a DID ER2, I'm sorry, ERT2 or 3. If you guys aren't going an O-ring, that is, to me, is the strongest chain out there. Firepower, like I said, advertiser on the show, great chains. If I was going to a firepower chain, I'm on an O-ring firepower chain on the Honda. Yes, you will get a little bit more drag. It's not going to hurt your lap times, okay? We ain't supercross pros here and not going to be, oh, I got a little bit of drag on my rear wheel. Calm down. It's going to last long. It won't stretch as much. You don't have to worry about breaking a chain. I'd rather have the peace of mind knowing that I'm not going to break a fucking chain off of a jump then have some piece of shit cheap chain on my Honda and then brake, and then I'm going to be pissed off at the motorcycle. It's not the motorcycle's fault sometimes for these, these failures. So look into a quality chain on the Honda. It's more important on this Honda. For whatever reason that is, guys, I feel like a quality chain is more important on this Honda. I don't know what it is, if it's the swing arm lineup, if it's the rear wheel or how it's directed, but it puts a lot of force on the chain with this chassis. The chassis is stiffer nature chassis on this Honda, so that is going to put force on other parts that are surrounding it. So just know that. Have a quality chain. If you're going an aftermarket hub, have a quality aftermarket hub. Please, do yourself a favor. Don't buy cheap shit, especially on this Honda, okay? All right, one more thing I want to add here. It's kind of a quick uh, podcast about this Honda. But engine hangers. I get a lot, a lot of emails about engine hangers for this 2020 model. 
I'd recommended some engine hangers back in 2018 when that chassis was different. 2019 and 20 have a different frame, okay? I felt like there was more benefit from a 2018 going to some engine hangers, going to an RX hanger, or going to like this FCP or even the works chassis lab mount. That helps that chassis. This new uh, 2020 frame, I feel like it's a sideways move for me. Man, it, it, there's a lot of talk about engine mounts and all these things now. It's kind of like all the rage right now. I get it. And it works for some bikes, but it doesn't work day and night better for this 2020 frame. The stock mounts are to me, the best mounts you can get. I'm not drilling holes. I'm not going an aftermarket mount. When I did try an aftermarket mount on this Honda, it did help soften the chassis feel on slapdown. So if you guys out there, maybe you know, you're know you not like me and you want a little bit softer feel off of jumps, on landings, things like that, yes, the FCP or Works Chassis Lab mounts will help in that direction. But where it negatively affected the bike was coming into corners leaning in i didn't feel like i have as much traction or the bike didn't react like the stock hangers with these aftermarket mounts it didn't lean in as quick it didn't have a, a positive front wheel feel mid corner and to me this is where this honda is really good right you guys have this honda most likely because of two things engine and how it corners it's heavy on paper, but it corners one of the best. I will sit here and tell you, Travis Preston told me that he loves cornering a Honda. He loves it. He said that is the best bike to corner for him. And that's coming from a Yamaha guy, right? So you know it's pretty damn good. So why fuck it up by putting some aftermarket stuff on that chances are that either one of those companies didn't test as much as the production R&D guys did. And I can tell you, engine mounts are a huge thing in the production R&D process. So for the 2020, and like I said, I'm not telling you guys this for every model, but for the 2020 frame, stock mounts are fine. No need to go to an aftermarket mount unless you really feel like I need some better um, dampening from my frame, from my frame character when I land off a jump. That is the most benefit that I have found from those mounts. So pretty simple mod. Um, I know that you guys really look forward to doing some of those cool, you know, purplish tie mounts in the front. But to me, it's all flash, no go, stick with stock. Um, that's the way I'm doing it. Again, this modification podcast wasn't about engines. I know some of you guys would say, hey, what about the engine? What are you guys doing? You guys having a piston or a cam? no. The ECU really takes care of that engine character. I like that. So simply just sticking with that is plenty enough for me. Um, suspension side of things, yes, of course, if you're a bigger guy, you're racing a lot, get your stuff valved. I am doing a Racer X build. Okay, Some of these mods that you are listening to on this podcast, Racer X Films, we're going to do a garage build for the CRF450R, and instead of doing what Ping did um, and doing a lot of flashy shit, I'm going to try to really hone in on quality modifications that are going to help motorcycles. So you're going to see that up on RacerXOnline.com, RacerX Films. 
I'm going to work with Chad. I'm going to work with Racetech. And we're going to dial in this bike to make it more comfortable, easy to ride. So make sure you check that out. But just going off the suspension side of things, I've worked with Racetech on this bike a lot. I know they have a lot of, of my specs in their notes. So for me, I'm recommending if you guys do need to get a suspension revalve, which does help some comfort, okay? The stock stuff is actually pretty good. What you normally you feel on the track is the chassis stiffness. That's Kiefer, I'm getting a little harsh spot on my fork. Some of that is chassis. Some of that is that head tube area. It's really um, rigid up near that front end. So uh, masking it with some valving does help. Racetech and I kind of help that along a little bit. So if you guys want to go to a Racetech revalved setup, similar to what I have, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and we can do that. Again, that is taking some money. It's a little bit of money, okay? It's not going to be cheap. You're probably looking towards $1,000 to get your stuff revalved and redone. So that is one of the reasons why I didn't recommend it in this top five. I'm trying to keep the cost down as much as I can to get you guys comfortable. I didn't think it was that important to get that up there right now. If you go to keyforinktesting.com, there is a suspension spec for you smaller and larger dudes, okay? Um, you can just simply input 2020 Serie 450R, and that search bar will pull up the tips and tricks on that thing and get you the settings um, that I've figured out on that bike. So there is crucial, crucial sag settings to this bike. This thing is finicky. Again, track toughness is not its strong point. So getting the sag correctly set for you is important. That is up on my website. And of course, clicker settings is very important as well. But the high-speed shock setting is probably one of the most important things that you will do besides SAG. So make sure to go on my website and look at that. Now, I almost forgot one last thing here. So if you guys are looking for a little bit more comfort, I know I say this is top five, but this is just a tip for you guys out here. A little bit more comfort. You guys can look into a Pirelli MX-32. I've recently stumbled across this last week. Pirelli redesigned a little bit. It's not a lot. There's a little fine-tuning in the MX-32 now, so they did an update to it. And for me, the carcass feeling, simply put, is the best carcass feeling out there. So what that means to me as a Honda owner is getting some more comfort on the ground, getting some more feeling. Contact patch is huge, right? We talk about this on the Pulp MX show. I talk about this on the podcast. Having that contact patch, side-to-side movement, how much do you feel? The Pirelli gives me a lot of feeling. I went to Glen Helen last week with these tires on this bike and noticed how much better control and bump absorption I'm getting with these tires. I went back to a Dunlop MX-33 front and rear, and I was like, oh, shit. It felt like I was running 40 pounds in my tires when I was only running 13. So that's how much control slash comfort I'm getting from these Pirelli. So if you're looking for a new tire to get you some more comfort, Longevity, okay, you may not be getting as much longevity from uh, a Pirelli MX-32 like you are MX-33, but I am telling you guys right now, if you guys want some of that added comfort, look into a Pirelli tire. They're kind of underrated. We don't talk much about Pirellis, but for me, man, and and other R&D riders say the same thing about this tire. Going to Glen Helen, it's sandy, it has square edge, it's hard pack, it's like a mix of everything. 
And if I was going to go back and race again, which I should have did at the Vet National, I would have picked a Pirelli MX32 tire. Great lean angle traction, loads of comfort, and for me, I get more control, more more feeling on the ground, especially when the ground is inconsistent, like Glen Helen. This Pirelli MX32 really does the trick. So again, Honda owners, chassis stiff, you want a little bit of a more forgiving tire flex, Pirelli MX32 Run that tire pressure at 13.5. Don't be scared. Maybe even 14. That's how much uh, flex this tire has. So you're going to have to go up a little bit in air pressure. So that's what I recommend out there. So those are the top five mods, along with some extra tips that I have gave you right here on this podcast. Again, this bike, man, it's, uh, it's one of the most exciting bikes to ride, but the hardest to deal with. It's like a bipolar chick. Man, you just see this hot chick and you're like, oh man, I'm all about that. Then you get with her like, woo, she is fucking hard to handle. Like that Black Crow song. So it's, that's what the Honda's all about for me. So hopefully some of these tips will kind of control that little bipolar redhead in your garage. And uh, hopefully in 2021, we'll see a little bit better Honda, right? We're all crossing our fingers out here because, man, I want to ride a Honda. I want to ride, I want to ride, I want to ride. It's pretty good, right? Ride red. I do. I want to ride one, man. Like 2021, I want to just ride a Honda all year and just rip it. Because, man, I like Travis said, I want to corner the son of a bitch all the time. It corners so well. I just want to get down on that ground and corner, ride a Honda. So hopefully next year we'll get a little bit more comfort out of that thing. Don't do so much damn modifications like we are in 2020. So... Thank you guys for joining me. If you guys want to hit me up, chris at keferingtesting.com. Tell me I'm full of shit. Tell me this is a great podcast. Whatever it is you guys want to talk about, hey, that's what that email is for. Just like that article said, on my own time, we are built to provide for you consumers out there. That is why we fucking created this show. I am myself. I want to give that to you guys. I have a lot of knowledge. I want to give that to you guys. Sometimes it's tough out there to really talk to editors at magazines, you know? You can't really get a hold of them at times. So hopefully we're going to change that a little bit, change the game here, get you consumers, point in the right direction, save yourself some money, and if you are spending that money, going to spend your money in the right direction. That's what I'm trying to do over here. You guys out there, some of you guys have a fucking hole burning in your pocket and you want to spend your money, but hey, when you spend your money the wrong way, it sucks. It puts you in a bad mood, and then no one's happy. You go home pissed off. Your wife's pissed off. Your kids, everybody. So spend your money wisely. Hit me up, Chris at KeyFringTesting.com. Listen to this podcast. Support the advertisers on this show because they're simply doing it because they believe in what we're doing, just like you. They wouldn't be on this podcast if they didn't have great products. Again, I could be a hell of a lot richer. Okay, I could have some actual money in my bank versus what I have now if I wanted just to take all the advertisers that want to be on this show, but I don't. I try to keep them controlled. I try to keep the ones that I believe in. So if they're in these commercial posts right here, if you guys are listening to those, hopefully you are, they're good products. They're great people. So try to spend your money that way. And if you guys don't hear an advertiser on this show that you may be thinking about, Again, no problem. Just email me. I'll point you in the right direction no matter what. So thank you guys for joining me. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we have something a little bit different. 
I'm going to do a podcast with my wife called Coffee with the Kiefers. We're going to talk about some other things besides dirt bikes, but maybe dabble in some dirt bike-related situations. I know that Heather and I did this relationship podcast a few months ago. That was a big hit. But we're going to touch on some husband and wife things that involve dirt bikes to hopefully help you guys out if you guys have that problem at home. And, of course, you guys have a suggestion you guys want to hear, maybe not dirt bike-related, email me, and maybe we'll put a show together, and we'll talk about that too. So hopefully that'll be up here in the next few days. You guys listen to that. But thank you guys for joining me. We'll see you next week. Again, go to keyforingtesting.com, racerxonline.com, or even pulpmx.com to get all your information. There's a ton of it out there. We're doing hard. We're, ugh, dude, we're going hard. I'm going hard in the paint here for you. Speaking of paint, RIP Kobe, man. That is, fuck, that's a terrible thing. I hate hearing that kind of shit. But thank you guys for joining me. Be good to each other. Be nice. Hopefully see you guys at the track. Come by and say hi. Ride your bikes. Be safe. Stay on that machine. Couches suck. See ya.